Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Hey, listen, this is what I want you to do. I want you to make sure you share it. Share it right now. We are talking about you might look overwhelmed in the arena of life in an area maybe of fear, but I promise you Jesus has given you the place of prosperity. Our scripture that we started with, and we don't have to go there, was Psalm 57, 6. They said a trap for me and frantic fear has overwhelmed me. I've been overwhelmed, but look, the very trap that they set it trapped them, got them instead of me. And God said in Psalms 57, 6, and that's the Passion Translation. We talked about it last week. He said, if you pause in my presence, you're gonna start to see where I'm moving in your life. Man, that is so good. And I want you to quote, quote, get that in the comments right there. If I pause in God's presence, I am going to see him moving in my life. I'm going to see God's presence in my life. I really want you to get in those comments and comment how much this has been blessing you. It's been blessing me. Remember this. First and foremost, our number one um, place of beginning tonight is this. Fear starts with your thoughts. Write that down. Fear starts with your thoughts. Amen. That's what you got to realize. It's the battle of the mind and the battle of the mind is real. So I want you to realize that fear starts in the arena of thinking. Um, Bible says in 2 Timothy, God has not given me a spirit of fear. 2 Timothy 1 and 7. But of love, power, and a sound mind. A sound mind. But we talked about that. And you might want to pop that up there. Let them see that. I know I kind of pulled that out if we got it. It says this. It says, for God has not given us, you see that? The spirit of fear. Remember we talked about that? Now, you got to understand something. I don't care how you want to label it. Fear is a spirit. Does that make sense? Fear is a spirit. God has not given you and me. God has not given you and me the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. So what's that mean? God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Okay? Well, the spirit of fear comes against the things of the Holy Spirit. Very important. Look what it says here. Fear is starting in the arena of thinking. Okay? Proverbs 23, 7 says this. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Right? right? So watch this. And this is one of the comments we were looking at. Wherever my thinking is going, my, 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 my body follows. It's like a law. So wherever I'm, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. That's where like, kind of like the words of my mouth. You know, James says, where the bit and the bridle. Remember we talked about James 3? Where my words go, my body goes. It's a law. Where my mind goes, my body goes. So what happens is this. If fear starts in my thinking, I have to replace fearful thoughts with faith-filled thoughts, love-filled thoughts. So important because fear is basically looking at something that isn't really real, right, but it's creating it to become a reality within you, to become a, a, a system that you live with outside of you, even though there might not be any truth to it, right? It could almost be like it's fake, but you can make it real by putting faith into it. So the enemy knows that if I can get you to take your faith and then put it in the lies that he has, it will become your reality. Is that all right? 
And that's what he does. That's what he does with mankind. Really got to get that. So he, you, he doesn't have the devil doesn't have faith. So he gives you thoughts, ideas, suggestion, gives them to you, tries to put them in the incubator of your mind, and now you start putting faith in the lie. And now the lie will become a reality even though it's not real or it might not be true or it might be true but a, a, a truth of like, um, you know, yeah, could somebody be, yes, but that's not my life because I'm a believer. Do you kind of see that? Like you can say, oh, you know, nothing's going to work out good. Yeah, some things are not going to work out good for people that are in the kingdom, but all good things are going to work out for me and you that love God. You know what I'm saying? So we got to keep ourselves in the right mind projection because the enemy knows that whatever you put in your mind, you've seen it with the children of Israel, guys. What did they do? We are not able to overcome this. God called it an evil report when they seen the spies, the wall, they seen the walled city, they seen the giants in land. They said, we are not able. God already told them they were able. So God said when they said something different than what God said, it was evil. Evil report. Well, how to be in, how about this? Are you watching out for evil ideas? What do you mean evil ideas? Are some of the ideas that are getting in your mind not connected, that are not connected to faith, not connected to hope, not connected to love, they're evil. So you're not allowed to think about it. That's why I said cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. So you see what I'm saying? I got to fight fear first in my thinking. So write that down. Put that in your comments. Fight fear in your thinking. Come on. Work, work that phone. Come on. You know how to work that phone. Come on. Work it. Get out there. Come on. Do it on a computer. Come on. Let's go. Some people could type so fast. I am like, I am so bad. I think the other day somebody was typing. It was Lauren. And she's like, and like PL's like that. They're all like that. I'm like, tick, 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 tick. I got the, is this the chicken type? I remember having typing in school. Hated it. Remember? They taught us that back then. You know, you guys are too young for this. But they told you, I remember that. Oh, my God, this class is going to be miserable. But I remember how to do it. It was like you had to do, right, right? You go you go there, and G and H is in the middle, and they, they show you how to do it. I failed that class. Hallelujah. I failed that in Spanish. And Angela, don't feel bad that I failed Spanish, but I did. I failed Spanish because I didn't know. I was like, say, how about Espanol? I was like, I can't even speak English, bro. You messed me up. I was like, you guys are messing me up. I was like, Spanish. I threw the notes. I remember I threw the notes in a tub. <laughs> I did. I threw it. I was like, somebody, had water. somebody at the house had water. I was like, I don't understand Spanish. I threw the notes in the tub, and then it was all blurry. That was my best Spanish. Say, habla espanol. No, say, habla es Christian, crystal ball. Is that how you say your name? Say, I don't know. I, don't, I failed it. You can tell I failed. God bless all the Spanish people. I need you. Uh, I got to have you because I need interpreters. Hallelujah. <laughs> I went somewhere. They're like, you going to learn the language? I'm like, bro, have you heard me talk? You really think I need to learn another language? No, man. God bless it. Somebody asked me one time, you speak Italian? I was like, man, I can't even speak English, let alone Italian. Hallelujah. How, how, so here's my question. Point number two, amen. Point number two is this. So how do I find freedom from this stuff? If I'm dealing with fear, how am I going to get freedom from it? You know what I mean? How do I get freedom from fear? Fear is everywhere. Because wherever there's faith, there's fear. And in the earth is fear. The Bible says, if you love God and have God and stay with God and are with God, you don't have to, you can overcome fear. But the other thing is this, is that if you're outside of God, all you got is fear. So the only thing in the world is fear. 
So how in the world can you overcome what you're encapsulated with? So picture this, right? The minute you go in the earth, it's fear-filled. So if you're a believer in the earth, it's kind of like being in a bubble. So the bubble wrapped around the believer in the earth is fear. So how in the world do I overcome the, basically the, 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 the circumference of the earth is wrapped in fear? Isn't this crazy? But it's true. Put on the news, right? Wrapped in fear, right? We're afraid of everything. And the people of the earth are afraid of everything. And fear is running rampant. And they say, you there, and you're supposed to go, well, how do I overcome the fear? You got to stay in the place of meditation in what God said. Write that down. Put that in the comments. Meditate on God's word. That means think upon it. Just put think upon it. Don't even write meditate. Think upon God's word. Come on, put it in the comments. I'm going to watch this. I'm watching this right now, as a matter of fact, and I'm clicking hearts and, e and emojis or something on that phone I can find. And if I see you do not doing it, I'm going to say, what are you doing? Help me out. Because that stuff helps people because they go, they start getting interactive. Because I know what you start doing. You're all watching me on your TV and you're eating dinner and you're like, oh, yeah, what do he say? Oh, yeah, what are you doing? Oh, yeah, I hear him. But, you know, that's like I do with my wife when she asks me a question. What did I say? And I try to repeat the last thing she said, but I haven't been paying attention to her. Don't tell her that. Should I have not told you that? She's probably watching right now. She's definitely watching right now. I told, did I tell her myself? It's okay. She loves me. She has, she can't, just, come on, I'm irresistible. What's there not to love? Come on, right? You got to meditate in the word. You got to think upon the word. How in the world am I going to be in a world full of fear, right? And then I'm going to overcome the fear that's in the world. Have you ever, watch it, you want to see something? Have you ever been not afraid of something, not fearful, and then gotten around people that are afraid and you pick up their fear? Think about it, right? You weren't afraid. You weren't afraid of certain stuff. You weren't afraid of it. And then you got around, you know, sister scaredy pants. And you put, I remember one time, I remember, I remember like one of the first, remember one of the first massive storms we had here, you know? And I, I was never used to this stuff. I'm like, I was like, I don't, I don't even know what's going on, you know? And we were out. We were, this is where I was working. And, you know, and I never forget I had to go to this place. And I'm like, man, there was a hurricane coming. It was one of the big ones. It was the one we ducked and it went down and it was a mess. And I never forget, I had to go do this job. And I'm in the place watching the news. And I see this orange. It looked like an orange was coming at Florida. This massive orange was like coming right at us. And I was like working. I'm like, why are we working? And I never forget, I'm in the place working and they were boarding the windows of the place and they had to shoot a commercial and I'm in the thing and I'm getting things and I'm going, I should be home, right? And I wasn't afraid. But I seen that orange coming at the, at the state. I seen them putting boards up. I seen people frantically running all over the place. I went home, I put on the news. I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, should we leave? Just, like, leave. Leave the place. Leave. Let's get out of here. <laughs> and then, wait a minute. I had, to like, I had to pause for a minute. Not that you're being, you know, irresponsible, but I was like, wait a minute. Listen, everybody uses wisdom. Use wisdom. No, no. Wait a minute now. When fear's around, there ain't much wisdom around. It wasn't about use wisdom. It was like, wait a minute. I am picking up fear like a spirit that's running rampant. I, I got to get out of this spirit of fear and get over into faith, and I can make a decision in faith with wisdom, but I could not make a decision with wisdom and fear. I never said that a day in my life. Write that down. Tweet that. Get that. Comment that. I can make, listen, I got to get out of fear to get a faith-filled wisdom idea. Oh, that's so good, ain't it? But I can't get a wisdom idea filled with fear. So I had to, like, pause 
Paul's in my presence. I took a walk, got my Holy Ghost going, got my meditation right, and said, God, what's up? Now, this thing's like a God. I'm telling you, look like an orange. I had total peace. I said, I think everything's going to be all right. You know, everything was great. We didn't even get that much rain. It was crazy. It was like in the 90s. Like, you know, I was like, I just had gotten saved. It was like early 90s, late 90s. And I'm going, man, you know, and everyone's like, oh, yeah. Nah, man, you got to use your head. But I could not, this is such a powerful point, comment is, I could not find wisdom in fear. I had to get in faith to tap into wisdom. There you go. So you got to get out of the fear to make the wisdom-filled ideas come to pass. Oh, my God in heaven. It's good stuff, ain't it? I mean, that's good stuff. That's great stuff. Right? I'm telling you, man. So you got to meditate. And even though, and how, many, how many did this one? I've done this too. You're all big, bold, you're bad. You know, praise be to God. Everything's good, right? You're all into it. And then you talk to somebody freaking out. You ever do that one? You ever talk to somebody freaking out about something? And they, you like, you like, I'm good, I'm good. And they talk to you, and you're like, you get off the phone, you're like, I ain't good. They got y'all freaked out, right? They got statistics about stuff, and, you, you know, you got all the, and then their fear got on you, and they didn't even touch you. How did they do it? They used words. I remember a story. I'm going to give you this story when I'm done. How do you do this? Remind me of the story, all right? You do what? The word of God and renewing your mind will give you the opportunity to meditate. And this is what meditation is all about. You just got to keep them scriptures rolling. Remember I told you to lift it up, let it go down. Like, like I say, I love this one. This one's easy. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Greater. Pull that greater up. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Greater, meditate on the greater. Greater, meditate on the greater. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And then you put greater down. Greater is he. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. He, God's God. Greater, 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 greater is God in me than anything coming at me in the world. You see this? Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Leave it alone. Greater is he that's in me. Pick it up. He's in me. He's in me. He's in, where's God? He ain't in heaven. He's in you. He's in me. Greater is he that is in me. Look at the in me. He's in me. He's in me than he that's in the world. See it? That's meditate. Roll them over. You can't, look, you can't, you get that coming out your mouth. You get that coming out your mouth. You got to change your atmosphere. Fear can't stay in the atmosphere of faith. That's the problem. You got to get your mouth on it. Look, remember, it's Mark 5, but we ain't going to go there. Okay, because I got I got to get rolling. But in Mark chapter five, you're gonna see. You know, you look at this thing. The woman with the issue of blood shows up, and they go into Jairus's house to do a miracle. Jairus was the guy that came and interrupted while the woman with the issue of blood was on her journey. Basically, what had happened is I got it backwards. Let me explain it. Jesus is going to Jairus's house to heal his kid, and the woman with the issue of blood pushes through the crowd and touches him. So now God, through, through this whole thing, is working it out like this. So Jesus says, what do you need? Jairus like, my kid's sick. I need you to help. He said, no problem. We'll go to your house. So they're on the way to Jairus' house while the woman with the issue of blood pushes through the crowd and gets a miracle. So I don't know about you, but I've told you this. Jairus' faith has got to be buzzing at an all-time high. He's like, well, if he, she can get it. He said he's coming to my house. She kind of interrupted my party. You know what I mean? 
we're going to my house. And then the minute that gets spoken, you see a little bit later, it's like 25, 26, 27 in the verse. You're going to see all of a sudden, boom, Jairus goes, somebody come from Jairus' house and says, she's dead. Now, that's a shocker. And Jesus, the Bible says, immediately when Jesus hears it, he tells Jairus, don't be afraid. Man, that is a statement right there. The minute Jesus heard the report, she is dead, what does he say to him? He said, don't be afraid. Because if you slip into fear right now, this whole thing's going off the rail. And Jairus somehow got it together and kept it in faith and went to home, and Jesus raised her from the dead. So I'm going to tell you right here and now, you're talking about resurrection power. You're talking about miracles. You're talking about a lot of stuff, but fear could have cut it off. Because if Jairus would have got afraid, it would have stopped the flow of faith. And now stopping the flow of faith would have limited what Jesus could have did in this situation. Do you see that? You're stopping the flow of faith because of fear limits what God can do in your situations in life. Write that down. And guys, I'm not telling you this is like, this, when fear shows up, you think you're bold and strong until fear shows up. I've been in some places, man. I'm, I'm, I mean, your knees are knocking. <laughs> I've been in places, your knees are knocking, man. You're like, oh, my God. You know, but then you become like, you become like a little bit like, God, this is going to be a story when you get me out of this mess. And he does it. You know what I mean? But fear, fear, the spirit of fear was there. And God, Jesus tells Jairus, don't be afraid. Because if you get in fear, you're going to mess it up. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And when he hears it, he says, okay, I ain't going to be afraid. But he said, what's the story with that? And you better pull this in. What's the story with that? He said, because when fear's around, faith is on the other side. And if faith's around, fear's there. Ooh, you better get that. Did you get that? I'm telling you, you better get that. Because this is the big thing right here. You want, you want, you want, you want, look, 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 let me show you this in the Bible. They got to see it for a minute. If they, I feel like they need to see this. It's Mark 5, and if you look at verse um, 35, it's Mark 5. I'm coming out of script here, so give them a minute to get there. Mark 5, 35 and 36, and you're going to see it. I want you to see with your eyes. While he yet spake, you read the whole thing. I thought it was, it starts in 20. I remember I told you it was 20. It starts over there when Jesus passed over again. That's when he came and that's when the woman in his blood hit him in 25, right? But when you start looking at verse 35, what you start seeing is this, while he yet spoke. Now, she just left, 34, she just got it. He said, daughter, thy faith has made you whole. 35, he goes, okay, cool, let's go to your house. While he yet spake, there came a ruler of the synagogue's house, Jairus, and said to him, your daughter's dead. Why do you trouble the master anymore? I don't know about you, but that's a death blow right there. I'm going to my house and get the deal done. He said, death blow just hit. What you going to do? What are you going to do, man? Look at verse 36. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, you better pull that in. Now, here's the thing. Now, write this down. How does faith come? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, what is the opposite of faith? Fear. How do you think faith comes? By hearing and hearing the lies of the devil. By hearing and hearing everything anti-Christ. By hearing and hearing the opposite of faith. Why was Jairus going to his house with Jesus? You, my friend, are going to raise my kid up off the sick bed. That's why we're going. I got faith for it. Guess what? What's the reciprocal of that? She's dead. 
Don't bother him no more. The minute Jesus heard it, what does he say? Listen to this. As soon as he said what? He said, be not afraid, only believe. Don't you get out of belief, buddy. Don't get out of your belief. Fear is trying to get you out of your beliefs. Fear is trying to do what it did to Peter on the water. Look at something else besides what God said. Look at, man, I'm going to tell you right now, Jesus took three words and changed the world. It is written. What do you think, do you think the devil was doing to Jesus when he was led into the wilderness and he was tempted? He was tempted to destroy him. It was what? It was fear in a different form. Woo! You better get that. Write this down. I never said this day in my life. Fear in a different form just called lies of the enemy. Fear, you better put that in the comment. Fear in a different form is called the lies of the enemy. Did you get that? His lies are filled with fear. That's why they're coming. Fear-filled lies are trying to come. And they're formed just like faith. Is that okay? Faith is formed by hearing. Lies are formed by hearing. Fear is formed by hearing. This is why you got to watch your hearer. You got to cast down stuff. I don't know what to cast down. Cast it all down. What you mean cast it all down? What do you mean cast it all? My God in heaven. What you mean cast? Preacher, you said, did that preacher just say cast it all down? That dude said cast it all down. Did you hear me? Cast it all down. Woo! I'm getting ready to cast it all down. If you don't cast it down, it's going to stick around. Woo, you better comment that right there. See, the more I tell you comment, the more catchy lines I'm getting. You better, you better, you better cast it down or it's going to stick around. Cast it down or it'll stick around. Cast it down or it's going to stick around. Cast it down. Put that in there. I'm casting it down so it don't stick around. I'm casting it down so it don't stick around. You ain't getting around me. Yeah, one time, I remember a story. I told you this story a long time ago. I went to, uh, I went and helped. I went, I ever tell you a story? I helped John Bevere at the, I helped John Bevere. You want to hear a story today? I helped John Bevere. Don't tell John these stuff because he'll probably be like, it was the worst day of sales. It was probably his best day of sales because I helped him at his table in Tulsa, Oklahoma at the Maybe Center. Me and my buddy and some lady that didn't know what she was doing. She was the best lady at but. So I, they, I had a friend of mine called, can you go help? So I go to the Maybe Center during the day. So you got the Baby Maybe, and then you got the, the Maybe Center in Tulsa. Right? The, it's the bowl. And, you know, Brother, Brother Roberts used to preach in the bowl. You know, Billy Joe Doherty and great men of God. And um, so I'm there helping. And I remember I said, well, I'll go to the morning service and sell. I had to sell the books, you know, books, tapes, all that stuff. So John Bevere's preaching. So, so all of a sudden in the morning service, I was like, well, he coming in the second service, whatever it was, and Pastor Doherty, Sharon Doherty was preaching. She's still alive, right? She said, and I never forget, I don't know, I don't know much about her, you know, what she was saying because I just walked in. I never forget what she said. She said, I pray in, I say, she said, I pray in bold, loud tongues. I got that kind of caught me. I was like, she prays in bold, loud tongues. I said, why in the world did this lady say that? You know, it's a little, she's, she's a sweet little lady. She's like, I pray in bold, loud tongues. I was like, well, do you now? That's kind of like caught my, caught, my, caught my interest, you know, which means praying bold loud tongues. I was walking through, setting stuff up for the service there. And I never forget what she said. She said, you know why you got to pray in bold loud tongues? And I said, you know what? I've been praying in bold loud tongues for a minute, and I don't know why I'm doing it. She said, you know, stuff will kind of stick on you you can't see. I said, hmm. In the spirit realm. See, we live in the spirit realm. You can't see what's going on. If God ever pulled back the veil, remember when the, remember when the, remember when the prophet, 
And, and he said, he, they, they were trapped in the house and they were surrounded. And, and the prophet of God said, tell that young man, let him see what I see. God, you show him what you see. And it kind of like pulled back and he's seen angelic presence everywhere. If we could see in the spirit realm right now, I remember Brother Hagin teaching, seeing in the realm of the spirit, you would see stuff. Now, this ain't spooky. This is, this is what you live in. This, the problem is this, the church stopped talking like this. The world's spooky. I'm more scared of the world than I am the things of God. And I'm not scared of nothing, but you know what I'm saying. This, this nonsense is scary. Wacko stuff they're doing. Um, but he said, Brother Hagin talk about seeing in the spirit. And I, and I want you to say, I pray in bold, loud tongues. And she said, sometimes you just got to shake off the stuff you can't see that's trying to hang on to you. And I, and I got it. And I seen it. Like, I was thinking, what kind of words? Like, you know, like you watch a cartoon, like you see words like fear, F-E-A-R, strapped on you, or worry, or doubt, or unbelief. You ever see, like, sometimes you look at, like, you know, there's an emoji or something. There's a guy standing there, and he's, I think it was a, there's a TV commercial, and they got all these words like, on, like, can you imagine seeing in the spirit all these words that are attached to us, like fear, doubt, unbelief, unknown, don't know, does anybody love me, nobody likes me, all this negative garbage, if we could just see over. And I, and I kind of called it like this. When I pray in bold, loud spirit times, or I start, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, that stuff just, boom, breaks off of you. When you, get that, when you get that faith out of your mouth, that fear just expelled when light comes out. And that's why I say, them tongues, they, they just shake off that stuff that's trying to hang on to you, you know, kind of grab onto you, you know, just trying to grab a hold of you and just grab your mind assignment and grab your life. And I, I just said, man, I said, I like that. I like what she was saying. And then later as I kind of thought about it, I, over the years, as I periodically would maybe think of something like that, I said, why don't we got to be bold and loud so to shake off them words that are hanging on, to shake off that fear. You don't think it's true? Look at Peter. Peter saw the wind. You don't see the wind. The wind's invisible. You see the effects of the wind. You ain't never seen wind a day in your life, guys. You see the effects of the wind. You see the trees move. You hear it in your ear. You feel it on your body. It touches the senses, but it's invisible. Even that big old orange is invisible. If you didn't have radar, you'd never see it. You know what I'm saying? You better get your spiritual radar up because there's stuff coming at you you can't see. But you can feel the effects. It's invisible. Peter's sinking in the lake. Jesus said, well, stay on the word. Once you get your eyes off the word, once you get your focus off the word, fear starts coming in. So what I got to do? I got to make sure I stay faith-filled, not fear-filled. I got to make sure I stay faith-filled, not fear-filled. Ain't that it? That's it, guys. That's it right there. Listen to this. Right? Be not afraid, only believe. Man, that's so good. I feel the anointing in here. Okay, so here's, my, here's another question I got. What's fear holding me back from? That bothers me. That, bo- that really bothers me. I'm telling you guys, listen to me, that bothers me. I don't want fear holding me back. You know what I mean? What is fear holding me back from? I'm worried about this, worried about that. Won't take a chance. Maybe you won't take a chance on a business. Maybe you won't, maybe you won't take a chance on life in an area. What is fear holding me back from? I wonder how many people got something from God. Man, I, I got a story for you. Ready for this? I remember, um, I remember going somewhere, and um, somebody talked about how they were going to be a missionary. 
They said, oh, God called me when I was a kid to be a missionary. Oh, God spoke this to me. Oh, God did this. And oh, God did that. And oh, God did this. And oh, God did that. And I was like, oh, that's a great story. And I said, well, I'm thinking in my head. I'm thinking in my head, right? I'm like, well, you're probably a missionary. You know what I mean? And I was like, I was somewhere. I was sec. I was in the, I, was, I wasn't pastor in the church then. I was in the work world and I was doing like, you know, like hospital visitation with the church and nursing home visitation. And we went to a nursing home and the lady working in the nursing home just seen us in there and she said, um, you know, I got kicked out of nursing home. I ever tell you that? I got banned. Yeah, I did. I got banned. I tried casting the devil out of this guy. <laughs> they got mad at me. <laughs> yeah, Angel, I'm telling you, he kept moaning at me, man. The dude got, the guy, I, I, he got free though. But they, they said, oh, we can't have that going on here. But I was like, I think he's demon possessed. <laughs> and they said, what do you mean? I told my buddy, I got a word of knowledge. I said, that guy is demon possessed. I think we can get him free. So we anointed him with oil. And we kept, he was in a rocking chair, I'll never forget. And he was cool because the guy got free. And I was pressing on him, like praying for him. And as I pressed for him in the rocking, one thing about a rocking chair ministry, if you push, they come back. So he was coming back. I said, come out of him. He's like, oh. I was like, come out of him. He said, oh. I said, come out of him in the name of Jesus. And he got calm. But they, somebody walked by the hallway and seen me. They thought I was being weird. I was like, no, I'm getting this guy free. He's oppressed. And he come too. He got better. Me and my buddy swear, we walked down the hall. I could hear him getting free. And I was like, this is working. They're kicking us out. You know it's God when they get kicked out. I said, it worked. He was coming clear. Somebody's like, Pastor Chris, you got too many stories. I'm telling you, I, I don't lie. It's the truth. I can tell you where it is. It's right over here. They ain't got my picture up there. They said, you guys are not allowed to come back. They said, you, you and your friend are not allowed back. I did it in Tulsa, too. I walked around the hospital. I went in. I got in an elevator with a guy, and I didn't even know who he was. God told me to go to the hospital one day. I remember, I ever tell you that story? Oh, yeah, I go, I'm, in, I'm praying in the Holy Ghost one day. And I go, man, I go, what am I supposed to do today? And I was working, and I'm a Bible school student. And the Lord goes, he goes, I swear to you, I didn't want to do it. I was scared. I didn't want to go. I know it was God because I didn't want to do it. He's like, go to the hospital. So I go all the way up. I don't remember where it was. I think it was, uh, the, uh, uh, I'm, I'm talking about Tulsa all day. God bless Tulsa, right? I went up there in Oral Roberts University to the right, and I went to the left. I don't know what hospital is over there, Memorial or whatever it was. So I go in there, right? I'm like, where am I supposed to go? I, God's like, just get in the elevator. I get in the elevator. Angel, is no, I'm telling you, Angel's only here, here watching me, right? So I'm telling you guys, I get in the elevator. I, I don't know where to go. So I get in, and I'm like, I'll, I guess I'll press the button when I get in. I get in, there's a guy there. And I'm like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> and the guy goes, hey, how are you? And I go, hey, how you doing? He goes, good. I go, what are you doing? He goes, oh, I'm here visiting my brother. I'm like, I'm here with the local church. <laughs> I swear to you. I go, I'm here with the local church. And he goes, oh. And he goes, I'm here to see my brother. And I'm like, oh, I'm here with the local church. We're just praying for people. Me. We're praying for people. Me and the host of army of saints I got with me. Me. I went in the room with the guy. He, I go, you think your brother needs prayer? He goes, well, I think he, he just might need prayer. <laughs> I go in the room with this guy. And he doesn't know, the guy doesn't know who I am. And he's like, well, who's this guy? I'm like, I'm with the local church. <laughs> I wanted to pray for the guy, and somebody got saved. And then I started walking, walking around. And you know, after a while, you start walking around the hospital, you look a little weird. So people were like catch, catching on. And I had to explain what I was doing. I was like, I just take up telling everybody, I'm with the local church. People getting saved, people getting healed. Man, if we had, if we go back to faith like that, now you can't even go anywhere without having an ID. But you know, what I mean? if we had faith like that, just we just listen to God and go. 
You wouldn't be afraid of nothing. I don't know why I'm telling these stories. It's probably helping somebody. At least to help me. Praise the Lord. What is fear holding me back? Well, there you go. There's my story right there. Fear. I didn't want to do it. I was freaking out in the car. I was like, I do not want. What am I going to do? This is good. I'm preaching to myself now. I'm getting it. What is fear holding me back? Fear was holding me back from going in that hospital. I did not. I'm telling you right here. I did not want to go in that hospital. I'm like, I'm weird. God, this is weird. So weird. I'm going to walk around the hospital. What am I going to do? Who am I seeing? Just go to a hospital. Okay. I guess I get in the elevator. Get in the elevator. Where am I going? I got it. I was freaking out. Where are you? Who are you with? What are you doing here? I'm with the local church. I'm in the room with the guy praying for his sick brother. Somebody got saved. It was either that place or somewhere else. I don't remember all the story, but I remember seeing the brother. I was the guy's like, who is this guy? He actually said, who is he? I was like, I'm the guy from the local church. I didn't even tell him Rainbow because I probably would have got somebody in trouble. You know what I mean? Next thing you're getting a phone call. Here's one of your students down here acting crazy again, you know? So I was like, I'm just with the local church. But somebody's getting saved because fear was standing. You're like, doesn't that sound crazy? Right? I was, I was afraid. I didn't want to go. I was afraid of my own, my own look. But Jesus would need something done. How about this? Which fear holding you back from? Imagine if I, maybe, well, let's just think of this. What if I, this ain't about me, so stop. But what if I didn't go in the hospital? What if I didn't say, hey, do you know Jesus? What if I wouldn't have said, I ain't got no time to pray for your brother. I'm scared. Look, I'm not telling you to go do something crazy, but I'm saying this. What is fear holding you back from? I was at that nursing home. I didn't forget it. Ladies talking about being a missionary, was trained somewhere for missions. I figure you're, you're a missionary. And I was like, well, what do you do? You go on a trip? She's like, no, I work here now. i never forget it. I was like, what do you mean? That's a great job. I mean, helping people is great, but do you ever go on a mission trip? No. She freaked me out. She scared me. I was like, man, you could miss everything God ever had for you because you're afraid to go for it. I'll never forget. You know what she said? She said, I don't have the money to do stuff like that. And that's when I got so mad. And how many people stopped doing stuff because of money? afraid that the finances won't show up. I'm telling you, you people wonder why I go after it so hard for you to prosper. What would you be doing right now if you had all the money you needed? Yep. I'm telling you, listen to me. So what do we, what's fear holding you back from? I'm telling you, through the power of Jesus Christ, fear don't have to hold you back from nothing. Perfect love casts out fear. You know that. Listen to this. You got to remember something about this thing. Fear, fear is trying to hold you back. Fear is trying to stop you from everything God has for you because fear is the opposite of faith. Look at this. I wonder how many people have gifts, callings, dreams, visions. Miles Monroe said this. Somebody said, where did you see the greatest potential of life? He told them the graveyard. He, was, he tells his story. I don't remember all the details of it, but I never forget what he said this. He said the greatest potential is sitting in graveyards all over the world. Never, never, never. Potential is what has not been discovered. Potential. Potential is, not, potential is what you can do, not what you've accomplished. Accomplishments are where it's already been finished. Potential is what I can go do. How much potential have you? Where is the greatest place you've seen potential? He said cemetery. Unfulfilled potential. Don't, don't, don't leave it, guys. We need it. 
How many, how many people aren't using? How many people tried and failed and stopped trying because they think they failed? Failure isn't fatal or final. So many people are frustrated because they're, they're, they know they're, they're, they're not doing what they're meant to do and they're letting fear kind of override them instead of stepping into the God-given destiny that God's given. They're, they're allowing fear to rule them when God has already given them the opportunity to overcome it. But the key is they just need to know exactly what they need to do. No, they have to take a step beyond fear because nothing's going to be pre-described before you get there. You're going to have to take faith steps to find it. Fear is everywhere. You know, Jesus was with Peter when Peter sank in. When Peter, Peter, Peter was falling, Jesus picked him up. He said, don't be afraid to have some faith. But I love what Peter tells him. He gets back in the boat and he's like, man, I messed up. But Jesus, I should say, he said it like this. He said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Why don't be afraid? Why are you so fearful? Why are you so little faith-filled? Why are you here right now? And everything goes wild sometimes when you're in the middle of the plan of God, not when you're outside of it. I think that's another thing too. There's no like perfect success to the plan of God. It's a little bumpy on the way. A lot of turbulence in life, you know, kind of like, you know, I don't know about you, but I've been on a plane sometimes where the turbulence starts going and you're like, wow, uh, if we're doing good, I wouldn't know it right now. You know, you ever get like, you know, you're on there and you're like, okay, everybody buckle up. We're going to have some turbulence. It's going to be okay. But you're like, yeah, bro, I don't know. Sometimes I don't feel like it's okay. <laughs> you're shake, rattling, rolling, but it always works out where you pull through but while you're in the middle of it, you know, it th those clouds are out and uh, lightning and raining and all that. Man, when the storm's here, it ain't easy to see with the eyes of faith. Here's the key. Your relationship with Christ, this is what you got to understand. Sin separated man from God. Fear, fear. Now listen to me. Okay, this is really good. Sin separated man from God. Fear separated man from God's presence. Jesus, Jesus, what? Paid the price for man's sin so man can be back with God. Faith, faith, faith and love has given us back the presence of God. And nothing can stop you from it. That's why you got to get something here. Nothing can stop you from going into the place of God's presence. No longer can sin separate you because Jesus annihilated sin once and for all. And the byproduct of sin is what? Come boldly into his presence. So what am I trying to get you to see? That no matter when your life doesn't look like it lines up in perfect order of what was done or what has been done based upon your, res your response to life, you know what I mean? Guess what? Nothing can separate you from God's presence. So don't allow fear to separate you and don't allow fear from alienating you from God's presence because it doesn't have to. That's what Jesus knew. That's why you come confidently with boldness. So, so whatever, what, this is the thing. You got to realize this. God wants you to be courageous, okay? God is courageous. He wants you to be courageous. He's capable of helping you be courageous. And as you start studying this stuff out, perfect love casts out fear. I don't know about you, but that'll bless your life. You better pull that in tight. You perfect love, okay? You got to be love perfected. As you, as you study 
and meditate and get this word in you and find out what God says about you, you'll be able to recognize some fears that are showing up. You're going to have to press against them. You're going to have to push against them. You're going to have to rebuke them, resist them, refuse them. And you're going to see things that are in your life trying to hold you back, but you can't allow them. Then you're going to come to a spot wherever you need from God, he can do. Now, remember this. This is big. There's no fear in love because perfect love casts out fear. Man, you better pull that in. Everybody's got fear, but not everybody's controlled by fear. Fear isn't going anywhere. As long as we're in the earth, we're going to have fear all around us. Problem isn't that, the problem isn't that we're, um, we're, we're kind of trying to find a vo- void. This, 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 oh, man, I got to find this. Let me find this to you. This is so good. And I got more about this. I'm going to have to do another week of this. I hope this is helping you. Um, the, the presence of fear is proof that my focus is off. The presence of fear is proof. I'm going to talk about these next week. The presence of fear is proof that my focus is off. And how about this one? It's on the wrong thing. Okay? Absence, this is the big one. Peace, peace in my life is not absence from trouble and fear. It is awareness of God's presence in it. Now, I'm going to say that again. Okay? Peace in my life, right, is not the absence of trouble or fear. It is the awareness of God's presence in, in the trouble and fear. So this is what I'm trying to say. People are like this. They get up today and they go like this. I'm going to have peace as long as all this stuff doesn't show up. I got news for you. Stuff happens. It's going to show up. It's not not going to show up. And if you need it to not show up so you have peace, you're going to have a problem for the rest of your life. You got to be able in the middle of the stuff, all the stuff. (laughs) I said all the stuff. You got to be able to stay in a place of peace. So watch this. Peace, faith, or is not the absence of trouble or fear in my situation and surrounding. Peace and faith is the awareness of God's presence in the middle of the trouble, the fear, the problem, the storm, the whirlwind, the wacko, the crazy, the out, whoa, the loony life. It ain't leaving. It's just me being aware of God in the middle of it. So you like kick it back, like like this is like Jesus in the middle of the storm. Jesus sleeping. They're like, man, Jesus, do you not care that we perish? Isn't that the cry of people? Don't you care, God? There's water in the boat. Water is not supposed to be in the boat. Jesus is like, bro, relax. Why are you waking me up? Why don't you take care of this? How are you going to have peace? Why is Jesus sleeping? He got the peace in the middle of the storm. Because he is not going to allow the storm to affect his peace. I'm going to let my peace affect the storm. Woo! You better get that. What did he tell? Preacher, man, what you saying? What did he tell the storm to do? Shh. Calm and be still. Because I'm calm and still on the inside. I'm going to manifest calm and still on the outside. He's a master, man. He's a master. You better get what I just said. You better get what I just said. You better comment that, heart that. You, you, some of you didn't get me. I could, Special Chris, you, you, how you know I didn't, you didn't, because I know in here you didn't get me. 
I don't live in this thing. I live in here. You're going to get this right now. You ready for this? Because then I'm done. Jesus is in the middle of a storm. He's sleeping. These dudes are freaking out. You don't think they were screaming? Okay, look, let me tell you right here now. I've been fishing with a couple guys in this church. They're screaming there ain't no water in the boat. <laughs> Come on, man. Jesus is sleeping. This ain't like no, this ain't like no yacht. <laughs> you, you, better get, you better get with this. Well, maybe Jesus, I know what Jesus was doing. Jesus was in the lower air conditioning section of the boat with the door shut. Bro, it's, come on, man. It's a fishing boat. It's a messed up boat. It wasn't like the, you know, the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria. Wake up. Right? This isn't a carnival cruise. <laughs> come on, somebody. You better laugh. That's funny. Dead people, you got this. He was on a boat. You think it was Captain Knight? <laughs> no, it's not Captain Knight, you silly thing. He's in a boat in the middle of the storm where waves are coming over the side. You think he was under the boat? There ain't no under the boat when boats like this were built. He's in the boat in the storm so bad that water's coming over the side rail. He's sleeping. They're screaming, buckets are banging. I've been fishing in a boat with one bucket and one dude. There's more noise to scare away all the fish in the world. You don't think these dudes were freaking out? We're going to die. Jesus still sleeping. They got to wake him up. Jesus, get up. Why are you waking me up? Don't you know there's a storm? Jesus, get up. Why are you afraid? Because don't you see, don't you care we perish? How did the parish get in them? The situations on the outside made them thinking they were perishing on the inside. Jesus had peace on the inside of him, and he told the outside how you're supposed to respond now. Peace be still, because peace be still is in me, and I don't care what's coming at me from outside. Peace be still is going to be the voice they're going to hear to make it go away. Because greater one is here today. That's the key, guys. Life isn't going to stop moving. Life isn't going to stop being wild. Life isn't going to stop going all over the place. But you got to have the inner peace on the inside that I'm going to have. Peace is not the absence of trouble. Faith is not the absence of trouble. It is the awareness of God in the midst of it all. That I'm staying in here with him in me, and I'm going to tell outside what it can do. Amen? Come on, let me pray for you. Praise the Lord. You did great today. Father, I just thank you for today. I thank you for each and every person at the sound of my voice. I thank you, Lord, for moving supernaturally in their midst. I thank you, Lord, for leading them, guiding them, helping them, being there for them, Lord, and taking them to the next level of what you have. Father, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for them, God, because I know they're walking through. This is not an easy thing to overcome, but you're a faith-filled Savior that can show them how. They'll win if, as long as they don't quit. Don't you quit. You can overcome the fears of life. You can overcome the frustrations of fear, and you can overcome the life of fear with the love of God. I bless you, and I command the blessing of God to come upon you, and you live the supernatural life that God has planned for you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, and everybody said amen. God bless you guys. I love you, and I'm going to see you this Sunday. Don't forget, we got one, we got the nine o'clock online. 
Come on. And we got the 1030 live. And I was really excited this week because I've been noticing some of the nine o'clockers, you know, we're, we're just, we've been, we're only going to have the one service. We're really being, being cautious with people. We're doing everything we could do as a church. We're listening to all the guidelines. But I'm seeing some of the nine o'clockers show up at the 1030, which means what? We're getting hungry to get in the house. Get in here. It's going to be a great word. Watch online. No pressure to come. You guys are watching from all over the world. We love our friends and our partners with the ministry. God bless you. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.